the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 17 and verse number 12. Luke 17 and verse number 12. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, somebody say, as they went. It didn't happen immediately. It didn't happen the moment he spoke. But as they went, they were cleansed. If I could say it this way, they were healed. I want to preach to you this morning, and this will make a little more sense in a few minutes. I want to preach to you this morning beyond healing. Beyond healing. Father, we recognize that your presence is in this place. God, that we are not here today to simply go through the motions of religion to punch a religious clock, to fulfill an obligation. But we have come to encounter your presence, your spirit today. God, I believe that there are people in this place, some, God, that are guests today and others that are faithful members that you have designed, you have desired today to be a momentous day in their walk with you in their life. God, I pray that the presence that we feel in this place right now would become personal with individuals, God. That you might be able to do what it is you desire to do in this place today. God, that your spirit would be released to operate and work as you desire. I trust in you this morning today, Father. I depend upon you. I trust you for your anointing today, God, because it's your anointing that breaks the yoke and so we trust you for that in the name of Jesus Christ in Jesus name Amen God bless you you may be seated the Amplified says verse number 14 this way and when he saw them he said to them go at once and show yourselves to the priest and as they went They were cured and made clean. As they went, they were healed. As they went, they were cured. I don't have time. I'm not going to take the time. But there is a reason why he responded. It wasn't a random response when he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. He was fulfilling some things. He was following some things that had been established in the Old Testament. And so it wasn't just a, a off-the-cuff thing. It wasn't just a, a, a crazy response that he says to them, go show yourselves to the priest, because as a part of their healing, he was also instructing them to fulfill a responsibility, an obligation that they have. And the Bible says that as they went, they were healed, they were cured. The word healed, and I will come back to this in a little while, but 
If you went and did a search in the New Testament and not just a search for the concordance of English words, but if you were to do a search by one of Strong's numbers that represents various Greek or Hebrew words, and you did a search for what is typically the word healing in or healed in the New Testament, you will find many different places where that word is used. And that word in the Greek simply means this, to cure. It also means this, which I find really interesting. It means to wait upon menially. Figuratively, it means to adore God or specially to relieve of disease. To relieve of disease. And then it also means this according to Thayer's Greek definition. And we find this point again. First, it means to serve or do service. The word that is translated in the English healed, the definition of the Greek word is to serve or do service. Again, the other definition says to wait on menially. It means that that's just to, to do basic stuff, to give basic stuff. And then it also means to heal, to cure, to restore, to health. Very basic to serve that, that in, 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 in the context of healing, that says to me that God healing us, God healing those ten lepers was just basic, common, normal service. Wasn't anything big. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. It's kind of sad how out of the ordinary the healing power of God is in 2016. I think we ought to be thankful. I think we ought to be appreciative when God heals, but I don't think it should be such a surprise, such a, such a mystical, phenomenal occurrence. To God, it's just serving. No different than if you were a guest in my house and I got up from the table and went to get you a drink or refilled your drink. Just... To service. So he healed all of them. He healed them. He cured them of their leprosy. That means the disease stopped. The disease left their body. They were no longer dealing with the sickness of leprosy. I've come to preach that that's where a lot of us are today. We've received some things that really from God are just basic service. Just, just really not that big of a deal, if you will. Just the basics. But if we read on verse number 15, it says, one of them. He says, go show yourself to the priest. And all nine, excuse me, all ten start to do that. But one of them, when he saw that we, that he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, 
Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? I'm sure there's probably a variety of explanations, but I wonder if the nine were just so self-centered and then when they realized they were healed, they just got caught up in the moment and forgot about the one who just did the healing. Or maybe they were just so caught up in the religious responsibility. I don't know. We got to go show ourselves to the priest, so let's go do that. But one turns back and the Lord says, where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Ten, I healed. One has returned. And then he says this to the one that returned. Arise. Go thy way. Thy faith has made you whole. Oh, help us today, Jesus. Nine, ten were healed. Ten had the issue, the sickness of leprosy healed. But one comes back glorifying God and the Lord now says to him, you are not just healed, you are whole. Weist's New Testament translation says that verse this way, your faith has restored your body to soundness of health. I haven't just stopped the issue where it is, but I have restored what you lost. Oh, Jesus. I haven't just stopped the issue so that you are no longer affected by the issue, but I am going to reverse. Oh, hallelujah. I need somebody to help me with a little bit of faith this morning. I'm not just going to stop the issue so that you no longer deal with the issue. I am going to reverse all of the effects and the impact that the issue has had on your life. I'm going to make you whole. I read it to you, the word healed that we find all throughout the New Testament means basically to heal. Cure. But this is interesting to me. Because the word whole here, and you can find it actually when, let, let, let me, let me, let me see which way I want to do this. I think I know. Let me, let me get this in the right order. It will be the most wowing to you. This is, he said, your faith has made you whole. Listen to what the word whole means in the Greek. When he said your faith has made you whole, that word means to save. To keep safe and sound. 
to rescue from danger or destruction. To save one from injury or peril. To save a suffering one from perishing. It is one suffering from disease to make well, to heal, to restore to health. So there was a big difference between go your way, you're healed, and now you have been made whole. I am reversing the effects and the impact of what you have dealt with. The Greek word for healing is always trans, or the, the, the Greek word for the English word heal or healed is always heal. But the Greek word for whole is save. And most of the time, that Greek word shows up in the New Testament as the word save. Save. Can I put it to you this way this morning? Not just save you for eternal life's sake. But I think I could say to you in the context of what Jesus said to these lepers that it's to save you from the impact of the stuff you have been dealing with and lived through and had to deal with in your life. I'm going to save you from the effects of that. That you're not just going to not have to deal with the symptoms anymore, but I'm going to totally reverse all of the effects of the impact that it has had on your life. Oh, God, let somebody release faith in this place today, God, to have the confidence that we can not just be healed today, but when we leave, we can leave whole. In the name of Jesus. Pulpit commentary says this was something more than the first noble gift. That being when he tells the ten, go your way, you're cleansed, and they were healed. This wholeness is something more. This is something beyond just a healing. Let me read to you just for a moment to, to give you, I said I wasn't going to give you all the explanation of why he said to them to go their way and be cleansed. But I just want you to, this is 2016 and there are some things that don't have the same uh, uh, relevancy to us today as they did in scripture. So I, I want you to understand a little bit of the context of this and, and why this was, this was insignificant and what was taking place. And if, if you, if you read Leviticus chapter 13, Leviticus 13 will give you guidelines, instructions that were given to the children of Israel of what to do if you were dealing with leprosy. And it outlined very clearly steps that had to be taken. And if you did not, were not healed or cured from it, you had to remove yourself. Separate yourself from your family, from your friends, and live your life completely disconnected. And so Adam Clark gives some explanation about the leper, what the leper experienced. He says this, the leprous person is required 
to be as one that mourned for the dead or for some great and public calamity. He was to have his clothes torn as a token of extreme sorrow. His head was to be made bare, the ordinary bonnet or turban being omitted, and he was to have a covering upon his upper lip, his jaws being tied with a linen cloth after the same manner in which the Jews bind up the dead, which custom is still observed among the Jews in Barbary on prevailed and on funeral occasions, a custom which from Ezekiel 24, 17, we learn had prevailed very anciently among the Jews in Palestine. Now listen to this. He was also to cry, unclean, unclean, in order to prevent any person from coming near to him lest the contagion might thus, might be thus communicated and diffused throughout society. And hence, the Targumists render it, Be not ye made unclean. Be not ye made unclean. A caution to others not to come near him. According, I forget which medical website I found this from, my apologies. But symptoms of leprosy include things like skin lesions that are lighter than your normal skin color. Lesions that have decreased sensation to touch, heat or pain. Lesions that do not heal after several weeks to months that result or some symptoms include muscle weakness as well as numbness or lack of feeling in the hands, arms, feet and legs. So the, the leper dealt with not only physical issues from his leprosy, but can you imagine the, the internal, the emotional baggage that was created by having to dress in a certain way? And then when you're walking down the street or when you're by chance coming across somebody in public, you've got to yell out, unclean, unclean. And when people heard you say that, they knew. Again, it was also rendered as, be not ye made unclean. Be not ye made unclean, meaning, don't get close to me. Don't come close to me because I might have a negative effect on you. Don't, don't, don't come near me because if you come near me, I might pass on to you what has damaged me. Oh, Jesus. Some of you don't do it literally, but you do it figuratively. You live your life telling others, unclean. You don't want to get near me. I might mess you up. You, you don't want to come close to me. I might hurt you. No, not on purpose. Not, not spitefully. I just, I just got some stuff that I carry. I, I just got some baggage that won't go away and I don't know what to do. And so the best thing to do is push everybody away so that you don't get what I have. I don't know what would have been worse, the physical issues or the internal issues. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which would have been the more difficult to have to bear and live with. 
plus the separation from family and the isolation that you had to experience. It's my understanding I haven't done an in-depth study, but based on the symptoms that I've just read to you, I think it verifies this in a very small way. But one of the issues when those that had leprosy was the, the numbness or the lack of feeling in the hands and the arms and the feet and legs would cause you to do things that you did not know you were causing even more damage to yourself. I preached to some people. I'm not here to make excuses for anybody. We live in a victim mentality world, and I think there's great abuse in that. But I also also believe with all of my heart there are people and there are some people here today that you've caused some pain and heartache with those around you. Some it's family, others it's friends, that it was not an intentional, spiteful decision. I heard this statement the other day. I, it was in a message I heard at General Conference. Absolutely powerful statement. The second I heard it, I got my phone out and I typed it in my phone because I didn't want to forget it. And the statement was this. There are unacceptable behaviors that are understandable behaviors. Selah. There are unacceptable behaviors that are understandable behaviors. Meaning what was done is wrong. But when I look at what caused the action, when I look at the motive or the source of what produced this, it's understandable. Doesn't make it right. I think one of the greatest challenges I've tried to face the last couple of years, especially of parenting, of teenagers is, if I'm not careful, I can simply look at your behavior and deal with you on your behavior. Rather than take the time to find out why are you doing what you're doing. And I've got to try to distinguish and discern, is this rebellion? Because if it's rebellion, let's go. If you're just rising up in rebellion against me, we'll deal with that. I ain't backing down. But if there's something else going on here, if there's something that's bothering you, if there's something that's hurt you, if there's something that's offended you, and your behavior is based on that, I'm not making the behavior acceptable, but if all I do is deal with the behavior and we don't get to the root, we're going to keep dealing with the behavior over and over and over. So the behavior is unacceptable, but what is behind the behavior? I'm so glad today to know that when he looks at me, he sees some unacceptable behaviors in my life. But I'm so thankful that he looks beyond, beyond my behavior. And he looks at my heart and he sees what's going on. And it doesn't make it acceptable. But it does affect how he deals with me. So the leper dealt with both physical and emotional. He dealt with, no doubt, in severe cases. Had it for so long and it had dulled the senses so much that body parts were damaged. 
missing. Not beyond just the cuts and the, the scrapes, but doing something so painful, not even realizing it's painful and what it's doing. And, and, and you, you lose a limb or you lose a finger, you lose a toe. And so, when Jesus says to the ten, go your way, show yourself to the priests, all ten, as they begin to walk, realized somehow, I'm not going to presume this morning how, but somehow they realized my leprosy has, has ceased. But there's a chance. There's a chance that in that group of ten, there were some that had lost some body parts. that had done some major damage to themselves. And so as they walked, the leprosy went away, but the damage remained. But one comes back to say thanks, to give honor and glory. And now to that one, he says, you have been made whole. What that meant was not only has the leprosy left your body, but all of the damage done. And I think I could say safely, Externally and internally. All of the damage that had been done, I am making it completely restored that there is no more signs, there are no more reminders of what you used to deal with. I realize to my knowledge we have no natural lepers in this place this morning that are, I don't think we have anybody that's dealing physically with leprosy, but I preach to some people today that the impact that leprosy had on those men, that there are people today that you have experienced and some that are living under the impact of things that either you have done or things that have happened to you. And I've come today to declare to you a word from the Lord that there are some people in this place today that it is the will of God for you to go beyond just healing and God wants to take you to wholeness. So that not only does the momentary impact of circumstances cease, but he will undo the damage that was done. I realize as I say that, believe me, most of you've never preached. Anybody that has, at least more than once, it's not uncommon. Get in your car or you get home and you start playing back over what you preached and you go, Did I really say that? I don't mean bad stuff. 
did I, oh my God, nowadays it's not just recorded, it's, it's public for the world. I mean, it's streamed to the world. I, I, so I know what I'm saying because I know some of you, the, the damage you're dealing with. But either God and His Word are true or they're not. I realize, I realize some of you, you're dealing with the great hurt, sorrow, pain of the loss of a loved one. And, and, and so healing doesn't mean they come back. However, there's still a depth, a degree of healing that God desires to bring. That you don't live under the same darkness and cloud and heartache and pain that you live under. I realize there are people here today with broken marriages that God's not going to literally put that marriage back together. But what I do believe today is that for you as an individual, you do not have to continue living whatever the circumstances are as if you are a broken, damaged individual. See, I think a lot of us, I don't know how to necessarily get it across or how to articulate it this morning, but I think a lot of us do week after week what the nine lepers did. We come and we get something. But really, it's nothing more. We come and get our weekly prescription. That's what we do. We come and we get our re- weekly prescription. So that when we leave, we don't have to deal with the symptoms anymore, or at least for a while. Let me tell you something. If you've got, if you've got a tumor, if you've got a brain tumor, they may be able to give you some medicine that gives you relief from the pain. But if you don't deal with the issue, medicine wears off. And I, I've come to, I've come to tell somebody today, you keep coming and getting your medicine. I mean good medicine. I don't mean taking your medicine like that. I mean you come and God touches you and you feel a little bit better. And like the nine, you go your way. But the problem is you go your way and while there may be some things that left, you look. You see damage. You see brokenness. But I've come today, I believe with all of my heart, not just to tell somebody, just to tell you, but because he wants to do it, that there's some people here today that God wants to look at you and say what he's, what Jesus said to that tenth man, and he wants to say to you when you leave today, I want you to leave whole. When you leave this time, it's not just medicine that some symptoms are gone, but they're coming back because we haven't dealt with the root. The Spirit of the Lord, the Amplified says in verse, in Luke 4 and 18, I'm closing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. Because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. And here's what he's come to do. Here's what he said he was there to do. And here's what he is in this place to do this morning. I'm going to say it again, whether it's your first time, the first couple of times, or you are a lifelong member. He has sent me to announce release to the captives. 
Oh, Jesus. There's somebody in this place right now that God has come to this service this morning to pronounce release from your captivity. Recovery of sight to the blind. To send forth as delivered those who were oppressed. To send forth as delivered, not to send forth Please, I don't mean this harshly, unkind, or, or in any way to be uncaring, but you'll understand what I mean by this. Not to send forth as medicated, but to send forth as delivered, set free those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. The day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Mm. In the name of Jesus, I need you to I need you to close your eyes if you would, bow your heads if you would. Mm. I'm gonna say it again. I know I've said it many times now, but I I just feel compelled to say it again. I'm, I, I, I'm preaching to everybody this morning. I hope and pray if you're a guest today that you're not hearing a sermon this morning. If you're a guest this morning, I hope and pray that somehow you're hearing God talk to you because I'm not trying to just preach a sermon. I'm trying to deliver a message. And so I hope you're here. But I also, I, I just, I got to tell you, I feel a great burden this morning for some folks that you're not a guest this morning. You're not a visitor today. This is home. This is where you come. But you've been living, perhaps healed. I'm not taking away your healing. I'm not taking away the fact that he healed you. But you haven't reached wholeness. And I don't say that as an accusation. I don't say that as a criticism. I say that as an encouragement that there is something beyond just healing. There is something beyond just a relief from your circumstances. There is a restoring of the damage that life has done to you. There is a restoring of the damage that the things you have lived through have caused. Yes, yes, some of the damage is things you decided, decisions you made. He's here to fix that. And others of you, it's, it's those things that are beyond your control. Had nothing to do with your decisions. It was life. It was things that happened. It was circumstances that were beyond anything you could control. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I understand that for some of you it would probably be a lot more comfortable for you where you are. But I also understand that the reason the 10th leper got his deliverance is because he took a step. 
He took a step of faith, and it was that step of faith that also opened the door for his healing. So while in a lot of ways, I'm sure for many of you, just to sit where you are would be comfortable. But I feel the need to challenge you right now that if you're willing to acknowledge, Pastor, Preacher, God, I think God is talking to me this morning. I think what I'm hearing this morning is from God. Then as a step of faith, like the lepers had to stake a step of faith, and even as that tenth leper took a step of faith of going back to Jesus, can I invite you, as some are already doing, to get up out of your seat, to step down to this altar, not just for healing this morning, but I believe the Spirit of God is in this place to bring wholeness. I believe that God has come this morning to give wholeness. Not just to stop the present issues, but to restore whatever damage has been done by the circumstances and situations. Church, I need you to help me. Come on, if you don't need to be responding right now for yourself, I need you to help me. Come on. I believe with all of my heart, God has designed today to be a very significant day in some lives. God has designed this morning to be one of the momentous days of your life. You could look back. You could look back at October the 16th, 2016, and be able to say, That day, that morning, I went beyond just healing. I went beyond just having my symptoms dealt with. But I was made whole. God restored me. God put back the broken things in my life. Oh, God. I know some of you have been in a moment like this before. But I beg you today. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment because perhaps there have been past moments where you got some healing, but for whatever reasons you didn't get beyond healing. But today, 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 God is wanting to take you to wholeness. I feel such a deep, compassionate presence of the Lord in this place. I feel such a deep, compassionate presence of the Lord. Oh. 
Father, I speak wholeness in this place today. Thank you for healing. We thank you for healing. But this morning, God, beyond healing, beyond healing this morning, you desire to take us to wholeness. You desire to take us to wholeness. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on. The presence of the Lord has been here all morning. The presence of the Lord has been here all morning. And I believe bringing us to this moment. Bringing us to this moment. Where he came today. To make somebody whole. He came today to make somebody whole. Not just healed, but whole. Not just healed today, but whole today. presence in the presence come on we're in his presence right now right now <laughs> oh there's wholeness I feel wholeness being ministered I feel wholeness being ministered Somebody's getting wholeness today. You're not just getting healing today. Somebody's getting wholeness today. You're going to leave this place today. I'm going to have to continue to live under the shadow and the cloud. The damage of yesterday. Whole. Thank you for making us whole. Thank you for taking us beyond healing. Thank you for making us whole. Thank you for making us whole. Set the captive free. Heal the wounded this morning. Give sight to those that are blind. Open the door of those that are prisoners. Make whole. Make whole today. Make whole today. Not just healed today, but made whole. That's the power, God, that I believe is in this place this morning. That's the ability that I believe you have here today.